0: Let's get right into today's episode. This week, on Thursday, April the 8th, uh, the first policy induced uh, sort of attempt at slowing down the hot market was announced, and that was quite simply an increase to the already existing stress test. Um, the stress test, just so you know, was originally created in 2018. Uh, there wasn't one prior to that here in BC or in Canada and Essentially what it did was make people qualifying for a mortgage qualify at an interest rate that was 2% higher than the current contract rate. So meaning if the rates were let's say 3.5%, you had to qualify at 5.5% to kind of create a buffer that if and when interest rates went up, that you would still qualify and not be too pressured for your payments.
1: Yeah. However, you know, in today's hot market where we've seen you know, prices go up by 17% year over year, honestly, more than that now. But generally speaking, 17% year over year. And yet we're now going to chop, um, you know, purchasing power by four and a half percent, it makes the stretch even harder for a lot of people. It's just not something that I see um, really going to have uh, much of an effect. Um, You know, the last time we saw something like this, it, it was a much bigger um, amount and it it really hindered people's ability to buy and it cooled it cooled the market to some degree uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later on but you know generally speaking when you're you, you know when you look at you know an average benchmark price of 1.7 million dollars for a single family home i i'm not quite sure how this is going to affect people who are spending $18, 2000000 $2 million, $2.5 million, $3 million on a house. Um, if anything, it's going to reduce the power of those who are in the $500, $600, $700,000 range who are trying to squeak in with the 20% down. Those are the people that are going to get hurt the most. Um, When you've got people who can spend one and a half to $3 million on property, when you change their purchasing power by four, four and a half percent, they have other means to make that up. And I'm just not sure it's going to really help. (laughs) If anything, I think what it'll do is actually do the opposite. I think you might see um, quite a push. Um, if this gets accepted and it goes into play in june i think up until june now you're going to see an even even more frenzy people are going to try and buy like crazy now because once this gets implicated um, you know their ability to buy is, is going to go down and that's not what they need right now I just, I'm confused. I don't know how it helps.
0: I think, yeah, it may largely be for the optics of it, you know, and I think to kind of further explain it in case you weren't super familiar with the stress test, it is only applied to people that have uninsured mortgages. So those 20% and up. And right now that qualifying rate is 4.79. So on June 1st, they're going to push that up to five and a quarter, 525 right? About 4.6% or 0.46% here. That is going to equate to approximately four and a half to 5% of your purchasing power. So like Ryan mentioned, if you are trying to buy that your first home and you've kind of currently qualified for, let's say $600,000 after June 1st, if all your sort of uh, financial setup is the same, you're now only going to qualify for around $570,000. So you're losing about $30,000 in buying power with that scenario or around 5%.
1: In a marketplace that I have to add, that's gone up by
0: $30,000. Every month for the last three months. Yeah. yeah,
1: So again, I mean, we talk about this on every single show. Why are we not building more faster? That's the problem like again we keep trying to tinker with a system that doesn't help like this it it, it just it's almost like a like you said it it feels like it's so it appears as if something is happening at the end of the day you know your first-time home buyers or people who are trying to get their life started in real estate they're the ones that are going to get the brunt of this and and that that sucks i just Again, I I don't see how it helps. Um, Look look what they're trying
0: to do here. They're they're essentially saying we want people to ensure that they can afford their mortgages, even if the rates go up. Right. So, I mean, you look back to 2018 when it was originally implemented. And even then delinquency rates, you know, failure to pay mortgages, that delinquency rate was uh, basically at record low. And now fast forward three years, it's even lower. If you can believe this right now, yeah, exactly. Delinquency rates in Canadian mortgages, countrywide, averages 0.23%. And British a Columbia quarter, a quarter of a percent. Quarter of one percent. Yeah. Are people that are in uh, that are delinquent on their mortgages. Mm. And um, you know, BC does even better. In British Columbia, we're 0.16%. With the highest property prices in the country, and Ontario is actually averaging the best at 0.1 percent delinquency rate. So it's not like we have a problem. We're the lowest on the planet, and yet they're like we want to make that even safer. That's how. That's what's going to cool housing is by fixing something that's not a problem.
1: (laughs) Sorry, uh, that's kind of what it feels like.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're
1: just trying to point at something to say, well really what what's happened is the government's gone. Oops. Uh, you know, the interest rates are too low. Uh, we said, actually we needed the interest rates to be this low, but what we shouldn't have said is that we were going to keep them low for three years. It's the messaging. I think that they're, that they kind of screwed up on. I well, think yeah, they
0: should they you know, they we'll so they're
1: going to pull this one. Right. Like, that's right. That's what it feels like. And it's like, hello like this isn't gonna help this is just uh i don't even know what it's for
0: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean again you look at you know some more data here there's about half a million mortgages across canada and only about eleven thousand of those are in arrears not delinquent but just arrears right we're talking um three plus months of uh, being late on payments Again, that's, that's an incredibly known low number, right? That's at 0.23%. And then you look at um, court-ordered sales, how many homes have actually gone so delinquent that the banks have taken them back and they're forcing a sale. In GVRD here, there's um, 81 right now for sale. That's 0.008% of all inventory is court-ordered. So again, it, it's barely a blip on the radar, right? The, the issue is not people going delinquent on their mortgages,
1: I wish I had more to say. <laughs> <laughs> I I am I just, you know, cuz the way I what I think is actually going to happen is kind of like what I just said at the start. You know, you got the government um and uh, it's offce I think it is or osfi, I can't remember. Yep, that's right. Um that has come out and now said, "Okay, well this is going to be our response to the 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 hot housing market." And it's like, "Well, if you do that and you set a deadline, you're going to create even more of a frenzy up to that deadline. We're going to have an even tougher time with inventory because you're going to take away people's ability to buy.
0: That's right. Yeah, they've thrown out some fear mongering. In a sense, is how some people may look at it. Oh, I, I can purchase. I can only purchase less or five percent less if I wait till after June. So I'm going to take April and May and, and buy a house. So yes, it well, will. Buy- Short term fuel yeah. to the fire for sure.
1: Yeah or they're going to maximize on that purchase too. It might make an unreasonable purchase when knowing that they're not going to be able to do that in the, in the, in the future. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's going to have its own implications to me. I just, I'm, I'm lost on the policymaking decision here. Um, I know they got to do something. I get that. Um, but why are we not talking about building houses? Why are we not talking about sweeping zoning changes? Why are we not talking about high density?
0: Uh, My take on that is because that's hard. Yeah, because it takes real work. Changing a decimal point, increasing it by four, six on something that exists. Very easy. Yeah. Sweeping zoning changes, permit changes, densification changes. Those are incredibly challenging to do, at least in the current landscape. Hiring people to issue permits.
1: I don't know. To me, it seems like a manpower job, you know, it Mm -hmm. seems like, um, you know, like I just, there's other, there's simple fundamental economics and we keep sticking our finger in the middle of the, not making it fun. It's, it's very different. It's very difficult to handle right now and make any sense of this stuff, especially for people who have now, you know, saved over the last two or three years to buy that house or buy that condo. Only to now realize that they might not be able to, I just don't think it's fair, you know, and we have a first time home buyers incentive up to 525,000. Well, I don't even know how you're going to buy something now.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, well, and let's, let's play out what could happen here, How much is this actually going to affect prices? So let's, let's look back to the previous stress test when that was implemented, right? They announced it, uh, in October of 2017 with an implication or implementation date rather of January the 1st, 2018. Right. And of course it went from zero, you know, uh, up to that 2% buffer. So it, it, at that time had a reduction in buying power of 22%, four more than the four and a half percent we're talking about today. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't forget also, that was the era, right, 2018, right at the beginning, where the foreign buyer tax was implemented, and interest rates were increasing often. I think there was five, in, five increases over, what was it, like seven months, something like that. Yeah. So that took the all-time high price, put it uh, into a downward cycle market, and ultimately it bottomed out after 15 months, and it dropped 11% in average purchase price, or sorry, average home price, 11%. So a 22% um, decrease in buying power and foreign buyer tax and increased interest rates only resulted in 11% reduction in average property price. So what is just a 4.5% increase on a stress test going to do to property prices in this market?
1: Not much. It's just going to hurt people trying to buy it. I don't, I, don't, I don't see how that affects. If you're wealthy, this is good news this is more available property for you to to accumulate if that's Mm -hmm. what your ambition is, you know, and if you're a young family, this is not helping you at all. If anything, the only thing that's going to help, no, there's nothing about this that helps. (laughs) I'm just kind of lost, you know, I, I, and what I actually think, Dan, and to your point here, where you talked about, you know, the introduction of the foreign buyers tax that came in afterwards, um, it did come in afterwards, right? Yeah, five months mm-hmm. later, it came in afterwards. Um, so is this the first lever that we're going to see? And then is another one going to get pulled and another one going to get pulled? Because I can tell you right now, the foreign buyer lever doesn't work anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like that one's, that one's, that was used in 2018 and never came back up. Um, and because it didn't do anything, really. Um, at the end of the day, forum buyers made up for such a small percentage of the purchasing that was taking place um to me it's uh, it's it needs real work it mm-hmm. needs somebody to stand up there and say these policy decisions policy is not working it's not i mean we keep batting our head against the wall expecting a different result doing the same thing and it's the definition of insanity We've already been through this. We've seen what this does Mm -hmm. and it hurts people on the low end of the purchase uh, uh, of the purchasing power. It doesn't really change anything. You know, when you've got properties that are going for three or $400,000 over the list price, these people aren't going to be affected by this. They're just not.
0: I agree. I agree. I think too, it's, we're already starting to see it. And and let's think here. So now we've got a little bit of extra fuel on the fire to up until at least June 1st, right. Where people are just going to kind of panic buy or fomo buy in that condensed time period. Uh, we already saw what 3.6% increase in the average home price last month alone, early data from, from April here where we're nine days in is it's showing that it's, it's still accentuating, um, In the first five active days of sales, because we had that long weekend, the average home price is already up another $29,000 or 2.4%. And this one is a little terrifying. The median sales price just this month is up $60,000 or 6.6%. Holy So if, if this <laughs> continues, right, we're going to see probably similar to last month, three and a half, four 4% price, accre- in, uh, price appreciation in one month, meaning we're going to be over 10% for the year just by the end of April.
1: This is the result of interest rate fluctuation. If, if for whatever reason, the government could notch up the interest rate by a small amount, it would cool the market right away. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what, no it doesn't have about to, it. it doesn't have to be this complicated. Mm-hmm. Even change your messaging. <laughs> I know, I know we said three years, we've lied before. So we're going <laughs> to, you know we lied about it now. You know, it's going to be a year we're going to raise the interest rate because we have to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Prices are just getting out of control. So at what point do you say? Oh, well, maybe they're right at that point. You know, I just, uh, the, the messaging, it seems like there's no sort of second or third consequence order of thinking here. It's just sort of, you know, it's too hot.
0: React. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've painted themselves into a corner, right? Because yeah. you're borrowing at this rate and you're lending at this rate and you're borrowing far higher. So you can't allow them to both be increased because your borrowing is far away, outweighing your lending. And that's where they get themselves in trouble. And that's why they're pinned to the floor and pinned into a corner.
1: Yeah. And it kind of makes me worry, you know, if this is kind of the answer, what are they thinking of next? What are they going to do next? Because I don't feel like this is where it's going to stop because this isn't going to
0: stop. No, it's not. You're right. You know, it'll be implemented. And and at this pace, um, I unquestionably think, and we've been talking about this for months now, that something's going to come into play. And by something, we mean some things, plural, because it takes more than just one to, to make it move, at least in this landscape, right? Because like you said, uh, increase in interest rates would absolutely have an immediate effect on pricing. Um, but again, that's not an option for them at this point. So they're gonna have to come up with other, in our opinions, likely irrational options that don't, like you say, address the, the true cause here, right? Tax, 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 the demand, don't ever fix the supply. So uh, we're sounding a bit like broken records here, but uh, you know, this is what we keep seeing coming down the line here, right? Like,
1: yeah, and and generally speaking, I mean, this is big news, right? This is this is big news. Um, but to say you didn't see it coming, you know, is I don't know. And and then to kind of pour fuel on the fire and and think that it's going to it's going to help. And 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 the problem here's the real problem with this too. Or at least one that I I think is going to be a real problem. You increase now. By taxing the demand and giving a deadline date, you're increasing that fuel, that fire, right? In that period of time. So what are people now thinking of selling that haven't bought anything or that want to buy? They're going to go, well, it's going to be impossible for me to buy something. So I don't know if I should sell right now because I don't know if I'm going to have anywhere to go. So they're going to restrict their own supply because they're going to be terrified of not having a home or having to rent or doing something that isn't going to make sense for them. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to move. So instead of encouraging people to put their place on the market, which is what we need, we need more places on the market, it's going to have the opposite effect. People are going to go, wow, I mean, you know, if April is going to go even more nuts than March was, then... I mean, it'd be great to sell because I'm going to get a great number, but I'm going to be left homeless with nowhere to go. Or I'm going to have to go from Vancouver to Coquitlam, which is happening like crazy right now. Mm-hmm. That's the, the thing, right? So all of these suburban markets are getting hosed by everybody who's moving out of Vancouver. and. There you know you sell a home on the on the west side for four million, you can buy something for two and a half million on the east side, and you pocket one and a half million dollars so overspending by you know twenty or thirty or fifty thousand to get your place they have the capacity to do that and so these implementation measures don't make any sense because for whatever reason, I don't feel like there's been any real kind of consultation with the industry. It's just another lever to say, hey, we're trying something. But we need real work. We need you to sit down and figure out how we're going to build 100,000 homes. Now, where are they yeah. going? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. What are we building? How are we getting there? What's it going to cost? What are the incentives for developers? Let's put some you know, first-time homebuyer incentive that makes sense, like up to 700 grand or something even higher. And let's get these people into homes. You know, it's like,
0: Something I, I just thought of too that we'll keep in mind and, and this is we'll pin this now but it's for a future episode with this increased stress test let's also recognize when the cycle turns and it goes down and let's say housing tanks for a while and let's say it's flat for a while this is a tool that they can now you know flick the switch and increase buying power by 27 percent right? Because now they've suppressed it by 27. They can now up it by 27. So again, we're not talking about that today, but something to recognize for the future that, uh, you know, people think the market's just going to crash and that everything stays the same, right? None of these policies are going to be lifted. Well, we'll we've seen it happen. We've seen them loosen and we've seen them tighten. So just know every, that come down the road.
1: And every time the government does this, every time the government sticks their finger into a free market, free market, um, you, you know, You scare off the people who want to invest to help create more supply. They don't want this kind of stuff coming in. This creates uncertainty. This creates change. This creates it doesn't you don't allow for competitive market forces to take place every time you introduce a new policy. You know, there we have market forces at play here. I'm just a you know, when you look at fundamental supply and demand. When we've got demand up here and supply down here, well, the balance just isn't equaling out. So we have to balance it. We can't keep pushing tax in there. It's not going to change anything. It just pushes this problem two years down the road. It's going to be even worse of a problem in two years. Anyways, I'm sounding like a broken record. And I, <laughs> sorry about that.
0: Well, hey, no worries. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a contentious <laughs> issue. It really is. So you know we're getting close we're 10 days out from the new federal budget that'll be an interesting one to see what their housing policy looks like there uh we could expect some sweeping changes but again i bet you it's not on the, the side that we want it to be regardless that's it for us this week uh, thanks so much for listening and watching uh everything you need housewise and homing wise uh please visit the dot see you guys next
1: week